Do you remember the movie Kicking and Screaming, starring Will Ferrell and Robert Duvall? When Phil, played by Will Ferrell, finds out that his super competitive dad, Buck, played by Robert Duvall, has traded his son, wait for this one, from the fourth grade rec team, he is furious. In this incredibly memorable scene, Will Ferrell is outside waiting in the car with his wife, and he does his classic wind-up, say it again, say it once more, describe it delivery, when he says, I am angry. I am like a large tornado of anger swirling about. And this scene allows us just to laugh out loud for for several reasons, because humor has a way of sort of putting the oxygen in the air or releasing the tension that we have around important topics. So it releases this tension that we feel of like, who trades a fourth grade rec center team? Who trades his grandson? Why is winning so important that you would not allow your grandson playing time on the soccer team? And so this anger of Will Ferrell is expressed in a comedic way that allows us to talk and think about anger as a culture, as a society, because anger is a part of what it means to be human. We all have felt the emotion of anger. This is uh, one of the timeless things about being human. Being human in this frail and fragile skin is to experience anger. How many of us have experienced road rage? Let's be honest now. How many of us have self-identified as an aggressive driver How many of us have been honkers and screamers? How many of us have been last second lane changers on purpose just to provoke or get back and get even at the person in the other lane? Or how many of us have actually used the international hand gesture of anger? We all have experienced anger. And and sometimes anger isn't just as obvious as road rage. Sometimes it comes subtly and slowly And we don't realize what has been brewing within us. Have you ever had a moment with your family or friends where you thought you were fine, it was a good day, but then something triggered that roaring dragon within you? Anger is this sense of being wronged. It is triggered by our perceptions of being treated with fairness or unfairness, right or wrong. Anger has a history within us. It is a response to the experience of mistreatment by others. When we are snubbed, put down, disappointed, wounded, betrayed, or exploited, our internals begin to simmer until they boil over. Anger is a response to the injustices we feel of being human. It can be a short-term fuming or a long-term churning. If we dig down to the roots of anger, what we really find is knotted up pain. None of us steer clear of the wave-like emotions of indignation, enmity, and feelings of dislike. And anger, it can be entertaining. How many of us have seen the classic movie, Big Trouble in Little China? Or remember when Hermione punched Draco Malfoy? Anger is entertaining, but also anger can be destructive. Words can wound and hurt others permanently. The saying that we all learned as kids isn't true. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. It's not true. Words can do generations, can do years, can do a lifetime of damage. But anger can also be instructive. When we feel that sort of simmer and rage boiling up within us, 
Anger can be a teacher. In India, they make a helpful distinction about anger. They call it bhavas and rasas. Bhavas are crude emotions. Bhavas boil over. Bhavas happen when you lose your temper, when you rage, when you punch a wall, when you fly the international hand gesture of anger on the freeways. That's a bhava. Rasas are refined emotions. Rasas simmer. Rasas are a reaction to injustice or moral wrong. So in India, they have developed a language that allows them to talk much better about their anger. The bhavas being that instantaneous boil over rage where the ego is sort of like played with, where rasas is that deeper sense of something is not right about this situation. Someone is being hurt or wronged. We can't avoid anger in our human skin, but we can choose what we do with it. The Bible observes this positive, negative responses to anger with some profound proverbs, some short, concise truths about the way life works. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29 says, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but one who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Proverbs 15, 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And Proverbs 15 verse 18 says, those who are hot-tempered stir up strife, but those who are slow to anger calm contention. And Proverbs 19.11 says, those with good sense are slow to anger, and it is their glory to overlook an offense. I love that verse. It is their glory to overlook an offense. And then Proverbs chapter 29 verse 11 A fool gives full vent to anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Wisdom traditions across the world all invite us to care for our anger, to keep mindful about what's brewing on the inside, to share it, to notice it, to observe it, to sort of notice the weeds that are growing in the garden of our soul, to let our anger instruct us or to be our teacher. I wrote the poem, Anger is a disguise we wear to help us acknowledge the pain and maybe even the divine purpose that we carry in our bodies to help us become the humans we are created to be. The next time rage boils over, scalds, put the sword down, take the armor off, sit with the wounds, listen. Simple breaths, don't speak, press the pen on paper, attend to your feelings, set the metals down, make a moral inventory, the coats of shame, the dresses of regret, throw away, explore the wild wonder of your heart, because pain likes to dress up as anger.